listen. And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Hi. Hi. It's been a minute. It's been a nice minute. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to talk about today in this podcast episode why it's been a minute since the last po- last podcast episode and often why sometimes there will be a couple weeks where we don't get a podcast episode up. This is episode 143, The Happy Fight for Light. And I've been laughing looking back at our last titles. Episode 142, which was really good, is how to feel a tiny bit better. Episode 141 was how to create your dreams and a life with joy. And episode 140 was I can love this moment no matter what, a practice to tune in. So I think there's a theme here, and I'm sure the episode before that is right along that theme too. But are you noticing the theme, Eric? Man, it has been a rough go for me, I assume for everyone else. It's just a weird time in the history of the world. I really feel like there was this momentum too that the year was going to end and we're going to start. And then there were, you know, <sighs> attacks on the Capitol. And there's always, always your internal world events and your external world events. And I feel like that's kind of the best way I've been able to put it lately. For me, because I operate online so much, it can feel like there's, honestly, just calling it how it feels for me personally, a vicious demand to respond and react and comment on all or many world events as fast as possible with a predetermined script. We, we, often it feels that way. Whether, whether. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to stand out and say that. Yeah, I feel no, like, no, no. I feel, it, I feel pressured. To, I feel like there's a predetermined script. I don't care where you stand. It feels like people are handing me speaking points at all times. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And, and if you don't say that, then you're the enemy or whatever. And it's, it's and awful. It's, I really feel like that's true. And really, unfortunately, I, I do feel like there are sides and I really do feel like it's, it's true. Whatever the reality is that your online world creates, whatever the reality is that your neighborhood and community create for you becomes reality, your reality. To be very clear, I absolutely believe in the power of standing and speaking your truth and saying things that are uncomfortable to say. Lately, it has just felt like I'm not allowed to have my internal world crashing and be unable to basically speak is how I felt with some things that have been going on for me. And it's just, it's hard. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? I saw this quote on Instagram. I don't remember who said it, but it's, it rang really true. It said, 2021, if you don't have practices or the ability to go in to get your sources from within 2021 might be will probably be a hard year for you if you're going if you're looking for outward good news or outward support yeah like it's 2020 if you don't if you're not if you don't have a i think she said a gratitude practice i don't remember if it was meditation but basically life, this is life something be, i've been saying yeah, a lot too this could be a very difficult year 
if you don't if you don't have a source within. And I, I thought that was pretty pretty spot on. I mean, I'm experiencing that in my own life. I'm I'm absolutely experiencing that. And I like I said, it's reflected in all of our titles. <laughs> like recently. This idea of um I I want to, you know, show up on the right side of history and I want to say what I feel and say it well and show up and I want, of course, being me, I want to do it all perfectly and I'm also trying to manage a lifetime of crippling, crippling anxiety around if I disappoint people. <laughs> like... And so that's what I'm saying. And and that is just, I mean, at one point a couple weeks ago, we had multiple parents between Eric and I in the hospital for different reasons. It was the same day uh, the attacks on the Capitol. It was the same day. We had, we had people very close to us in the hospital. I mean, and I'm not trying to like prove or say, hey, I've got hard stuff. What I'm saying is there's your internal world crises, your internal world events. And there's the external world events, the fatigue of a pandemic, the fatigue of the division, the fatigue of the decision-making that comes with all of these new choices, with events and masks, and where do I show up, and where do I not show up, and where do my kids show up, and my neighbors feel differently than me. And this episode is called the happy fight for light because that's that's truly what I'm trying to do right now. And exactly like you just said, Eric, my life is now more than ever dedicated to understanding how to return to the stillness, the quiet, the inner knowing inside of me so that I can take inspired, brave, fearless action in the outside world, that I can be the master queen commander goddess of my inside world and reign with God so that the action I take comes from that place and not from the voices outside. Amen. Thank you. And on that sermony note, what has been very exhausting, and Eric, I know you're feeling it too, is right when I start to feel like I'm coming out of it, I, I feel like I get pulled back down. I'll feel good for a little bit. The anxiety or the fear or the panic or the depression will leave for maybe a little bit or lift, maybe not leave, but lift. And then when it comes back, I feel even more defeated and even more exhausted because I thought I fixed this. I thought I got rid of it. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? This week has been fun because uh, so, uh, so I'm going to give you some context. And then I actually, I wrote kind of a poem. It's kind of a poem. It's kind of a thought. It might be a dramatic writing piece, whatever. I, I'm not sure quite what to label it. I wrote it last night and I'm going to share it with you. And I want to give you some context for it. So the deepness, the darkness, the sadness has been creeping and coming and leaving for weeks. Again, behold the podcast titles. Haven't done a podcast episode in a few weeks because just really haven't been able to rally, giving myself grace to, to just allow that to be. Friday night, Saturday, 
Saturday, it was really hard to get out of bed. And I just kind of, you know, did the best I could where Eric and I are both doing the best we can and we kind of fumble along and do what needs to be done with our kids. And Sunday, I just stayed in bed. I watched 12 hours of A Discovery of Witches. (laughs) There was just lots of eating and watching television to numb and just, it just really didn't feel good. And I woke up on Monday, I put practices back in place, and even though I didn't feel like doing my The Allison Show, Julie and I decided we're going to show up even if we feel like we're doing it imperfectly. We want to try to show up, and we did it, and then... I listened to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s a letter from Birmingham jail because it was MLK Day. And it really, while both heartbreaking, obviously, in so many ways, I mean, I sobbed the whole time. I believe those words started to give me some direction and some inner guidance and just really helped me connect inside of myself. I got home and I was feeling okay. I got in bed. I was really tired. I have a hard time sleeping when I feel like this. I got in bed and I sat there and I looked at Eric and I said, I feel like I might be able to go work out. And if I sit here, I think I'm going to go back. Now, I want to point out that that awareness, that ability to choose, that ability to say, I actually don't think I want to get back in bed was not something I was capable of on Saturday or Sunday. I just didn't have, I didn't have the capacity to do it. But on Monday, I chose and I went and I worked out. And as I was working out, every song just was so fun and I just loved it. And I started to smile and I kind of started to laugh. And then all of a sudden I started to cry because I realized that I was happy and I had forgotten what it felt like to really, really be happy. Then I was so grateful. <laughs> I was so grateful that I was like, I got to share this. I got to, what, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and then of course you start to get the foreboding joy as Brene Brown calls it, the, how do I hold on to this? How do I keep this? But because this is my work and because this is what I do and because I literally wrote a book about it, I know what to do. And that is just to remain present. And then Tuesday rolled around and I felt, you know, after uh, I felt okay and I, I actually felt good and I, I went and I was able to do a very small event where there were like 10 students at the UVU college and I was in my mask and, you know, you're, you're staring at 10 very spaced out masked faces that are blankly looking at you <laughs> while I'm giving all of the energy that I would give to a room of 5,000 people, but it felt good. It felt so good to be in my power. It felt so good to use that happiness and to share it. And then, you know, this happened and that happened and I'm getting my period. So my hormones, even though I've done so much work and so many supplements and so many doctors and so much work to, to combat my PMDD, it still will just grip me. I felt like Michael Scott when he's doing the 5K against rabies and he over carbo loads and he's laying on the ground because he's all dehydrated because he wouldn't drink water. And he's like, I felt so much stronger yesterday. (laughs) I think it's from that episode. Is it from that episode? Yeah, I think so. It's just like I sunk back down. That's kind of how it goes. That's kind of how it goes. Last night, kind of in the in-between of the not quite in the lowest place, but feeling it call back to me 
and also having that taste of happiness and being so grateful for it and and giving it voice and giving it name and saying to to anyone that I talk to, I feel happy. This is crazy. I forgot what happiness feels like. If only for 12 hours, I remember. (laughs) So from that place, last night I wrote this. It's just, I feel like this is the only way I know how to describe um, it. And maybe you'll relate and maybe you won't, but This is it. I have a deep darkness that often lurches from its slimy, grimy, mucky muck at the bottom of a lake inside of me to grab my ankle as I swim enthusiastically by. But once it wraps its scaled claws around me, I get pulled down so quick I hardly think to fight. Down, 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 I go silently to the silt. And the problem being down there in the slimy, grimy muck It is, I'm down too deep to see the surface, too deep to see or feel the sun. I'm down so far that the rays of light that usually reach into the quiet stillness of the water world, well, they're gone. They don't extend that low. I don't know, unless you know, if you can ever understand how dark it is down there, how hard I have to fight to remember that light even exists. How impossible it feels to believe each time I attempt to rise and the suction pulls me back. How unlikely it feels that I will ever get out. I don't know, unless you know. How incomprehensible it seems, even after just a few moments down there, to remember I'm not the monster and I'm not meant to dwell in slimy, grimy muck. It starts to feel like a foolish fantasy that I am the one who got pulled down, not the darkness in the deep. It's easy to forget to breathe. And the watery demons that hang out down there, you should hear the things they hiss. No, no, I don't think anyone should have to hear, but often I do. And they're just so cruel. Their only aim, to keep me in their grip So anyway, here's the thing I really wanted to say. Here's the thing I have to give. It's just this. The only way to escape from my swampy, slimy grave where light just can't go. The only way to escape the deep darkness is to know there's a light inside of me. A light that I only have to surrender to, to glow I slowly start to feed that light in all the tiny ways I know. And as I do that slowly, gently, not by ignoring the dark, but by leaning into the light up towards the surface I go. And that light in me, it's a light so bright, so brilliant, so radiant, it'll knock you back. It will make you weep. A light so effortless and easy. It only asks for belief. See, I just forget I have it. Yes, you have it too. I just forget that I can access it at any time, most importantly, when it feels impossible to do. This is why my life has become a practice of surrendering to the light, the divinity, the inner knowing, the awesome that's inside of me. Not because I needed something to do, not because it sounded right, solely because I needed to live. I have a deep darkness and it's okay because I have an even deeper light. So I wrote that. That's amazing. (laughs) 
Well, it is what it is. Thank you. And thank you for letting me share it with you. When I write it, when I write, I feel better. (laughs) It's the sharing that has become very difficult. And I kind of keep tricking myself into thinking I don't really have to share. I have got kind of a funny story about that. Um, My friend Bri, there's this song called um, (laughs) Driver's License. And I guess the backstory of it, it's like high school musical, the TV show. And it's this girl, I think her name is Olivia Rodrigo. She's 17 and she was dating, I think, another cast member from the TV show. This song, Driver's License, Bri was saying to me, my, my good friend Bri, this song just brings me back to like my 17-year-old teen dreams and angst and love and it's just like everything and so what happened is this this girl this is a true story I guess Olivia Rodrigo her boyfriend taught her was teaching her how to drive and so when she got her driver's license she thought that they would be driving together but he broke up with her and now he's dating this blonde girl who's a few years older so in the song she talks about now I just drive by your house. I still love you. And how are you okay without me? And this girl, she's so much cooler. She's everything I'm insecure about. I was listening to the song and I mean, I just was feeling it. And I was just, I'm 37. It took me back to 17, to somewhere I can't access on my own. And as I was sitting there crying about this driver license teen love song, I started thinking how this Olivia could have felt like this is a stupid thing that's just my stupid little thing and why should I sing a song about it? By her singing her song about it, I got to just have so many emotions and joy and connection and memories because she was brave enough to share. I really do think that it's not wise to share and speak from a depleted place, um, from the place of feeling like you're a puppet, from a place of feeling resentful. And I also think that it's unfair of me to ask of myself to only ever speak from places of strength, comfort, feeling strong enough to do so. So I'm trying to understand this balance of speaking and sharing even from the darkness or from not being 100% certain, but also keeping myself safe where I can't speak or show up or do anything if I can't get out of bed. This idea of the happy fight for light, I wanted to share it because normally I I hear the word fight and I'm like, I don't want to like assign like this bad negative, like it's this difficult thing. And I'm like, you know what? For me, it is a fight. It really is. And it's a fight against myself. And one day I, I hope and I wish and I pray that I don't have to fight so hard against myself. And I'm a lot better than I used to be. And I can't wait when I'm a 70, 80 year old woman, how fantastic I'm going to be. But right now I just, 
I accept it for what it is. And I wanted to share just a couple of things. I say in, in my poem that I start to move towards the light in all the ways that I know. Here's some of the ways that I know. And the first way is embrace the darkness, but you don't have to identify with it. Like I shared, it's often so easy. I mean, I was so, I get so low that like I literally can't hear or see or feel any like thing that's real that's good about me. I just, it feels like a lie. I feel like the, the slimy monster. Embracing it and not just trying to banish it has been a new practice for me. Ra- but also it's like, I don't have to banish it. I can embrace it and accept that it's there, but I also don't have to identify with it. I don't have to say, I am depression. I am anxiety. I am the monster. I am, uh, I just went and spoke to the entrepreneur school. I am imposter syndrome. It's a, it's a real disservice to yourself. That is not what you are. You are inner knowing. You are energy. You are God. You are goddess. You are expansive. You are light. You might have or possess some of these other things, but they are not you. So embrace, but don't identify. I've also been looking for the breadcrumbs. So breadcrumbs are, okay, I acknowledge that I feel really, really down right now, but I also, the breadcrumb of, I felt peace and joy in this moment, I'm going to reach for that little breadcrumb. I'm going to follow that trail of breadcrumbs. Or when the story in my head is, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I go, okay. I had a really awesome call with a new friend, Nakia. I've, I've, she's a beautiful poet. And she said, she gave me a compliment that just rang in my heart. She, I mean, all she said was this, this conversation was helpful, Allison. Thank you. And that became a breadcrumb for me to, to follow, to pick up off the floor of the very dense forest of darkness, that breadcrumb of, I was able to have a helpful conversation with my friend Nakia. That became a breadcrumb. And that's, that's what gratitude is, that practice of gratitude, those little those breadcrumbs you can follow. So specifically, if you have something like, I don't know what to do, or I don't know what to say, or I don't know what I believe about this, and I need to know what I believe, right? You can look for little tiny breadcrumbs that might not be the whole picture, but just a piece. I think another thing that I have been learning to do is... You don't have to recreate past happiness or past things that made you happy. Um, You don't have to recreate them. You don't have to manufacture happiness and be like, oh, exercising always makes me happy. So I'm going to do that and it's going to make me happy. For weeks and weeks, I've been exercising and it has not made me any happier. I'm sure it's helped. It's helped not sink deeper but just like, okay, so I need to maybe start uh, trying some new things. And that's how I've picked up embroidery, (laughs) right? And then on that same note, just noticing the patterns. Like I shared with you in that story, I, I spent the weekend in bed. And then when I got back in bed and had the awareness to notice the pattern of Oh, there's a trajectory. There's a direction this is going to take me. And I don't think it's the direction I want to go right now. Or I talked to my good friend Jessica Dahlquist last week and it really helped lift me. And oh, when I have a conversation with someone I love, that's a pattern. It can help lift me, 
right? So it's not it's not the idea of recreating and trying to recapture past happiness because you get to evolve and change and the things that used to bring you joy don't always have to bring you joy. And that doesn't mean anything about you, right? It doesn't mean anything about you. Eric, you've been doing some new things for joy. Working out. <laughs> that is new for, I mean, an old new thing. An old new. I definitely have my phases. Yeah, I think it's helped. It's felt... It's felt good. I got a workout machine for Christmas and it's definitely helped my mood. Um, you're drawing? Yeah, I started uh, just randomly sketching stuff, which was a fun outlet. Well, I think the reason why you hesitated to share that is you just said it only lasted a day. I mean, I only, I've only did it for like a couple days. I'm, it's not like I'm something I'm sticking with, but it was fun to do for a couple days. But like, that's a breadcrumb. Do you see what I'm saying? Because like, just because it it only like helped for a couple of days, that's... That is incredible. Yeah. Especially when we're in this happy fight for light. And so rather than getting discouraged and sinking back even deeper of, oh, well, this didn't bring me joy and this didn't bring me joy. Just acknowledge I, I'm, I made an effort. I tried. I reached out towards something new. So I think I've said everything I have to say. Oh, I have a quote I wanted to share. I just want to I want to thank you guys. It's very, you know, vulnerable, just showing up. But it's how I feel. It's, you know, it is what it is. This is my story, and I'm sticking to it. And <laughs> I can always um, grow and change and evolve. You can too. I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast, because the podcast is one of the few places left where I really... Uh, <laughs> few places <laughs> that I really feel good showing up. I know you know the darkness. I, I express it openly here. I thank you for that. If you want any more ways, you know, to find breadcrumbs, to have practices, habits of gratitude, ways to slowly, gently not uh, banish the dark, but reach towards the light, please, please, please check out my Awesome On Demand membership program courses i'll link to them that's what they are that's what they are they're they're tools practices invitations meditations guided meditations journal prompts community to just continuously invite you back to your inner knowing your inner awesome and like eric said i really believe if we don't have that for 2021 times they're going to be rough so i have this quote that i want to leave you with from my newest, latest obsession that has been lasting for months, Dr. Clarissa Piccola Estes. Um, her audio programs, I just keep listening to. This is a quote I pulled from one. She says, this idea of shame, I'm here to tell you, if there's a scar that has the word shame written on it, wear it with pride. The mistakes you've made, the, 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 the things you really, really have shame for, if you have a scar from shame, wear it with pride. And that just struck me so deep because essentially what I've been saying is I often don't want to show up because of shame. And I've made mistakes and um, I've been ignorant and I've not shown up bravely or whatever, 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 right? If I have a scar, it means I won the fight or I survived the fight and I lived to carry on and carry that scar with me. And I will wear it with pride. And I invite you to do the same. Do you have a review for us, Mr. Robertson? They have flooded in over the last two weeks. Oh, seriously? So I'm going to do two. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends. 
This one is from KGISS1. They say, I didn't think I needed to hear that I was doing better than I thought, but oh man, did I ever need it. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> Hearing the words, you're doing better than you think you are, sometimes falls flat. But listening to Allison explain to me why I'm doing better than mm. I think I'm doing really hit me hard in my soul. What got me bawling was listening to her explain to her son how to face his emotions and stand in his light. At the time I was listening to this, I was beating myself up and I didn't realize how much I was beating myself and how much it was hurting me mm. until Allison helped me face my own ugly emotions and I stood and saw them clearly in the light. I felt the anxiety, fear, shame melt off me and I stood my power. I've listened to practically every episode of this podcast and Allison and Eric are in the business of saving souls. They know how to uplift a soul, make you laugh and help you grow or discover the true parts of yourself. I'm so grateful that I've kept Allison and Eric in my life. Yes, I can do this thing called life. Thanks, guys, for helping me stand on my power. I sincerely love you both. That was KGIS1. Oh, come on. It's like everybody rooting for me in life just decided to put all of the things I needed to hear in that one podcast review. <laughs> That's why I'm crying. I mean, they're okay. all so good. Um, so we obviously are going to send you goodies. One more review, and then I'll give you the info. Uh, this one's from Shelby Shea. She says, I've been binge listening to so many of your podcast episodes, and I'm in love with them all. I talked to my husband about them so much <laughs> that he surprised me with awesome on demand. Oh my gosh, thank you, husband. Thank you for helping me feel validated and heard while also feeling empowered and awesome. <sighs> Who is that? Shelby Shea. Shelby, Shelby Shea. Thank both of you for those beautiful, beautiful reviews. And I'm going to catch up on the new ones. We appreciate the reviews and I'm not um, trying to be needy, but man, uh, if you've got some positive feedback, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I really want to keep showing up and it's been really hard. Um, so thank you so much. And I'm just going to keep working really hard to keep showing up, okay? And I just really want you to do the same. So, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com so we can send you some thank yous for those reviews and keep sharing your, your reviews. When you share them on Instagram, it brightens my whole day. We love you guys so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to have a voice. I'm so grateful for the honor, the privilege to share it and to have a place to share it. Remember, you have a voice and you get to share it too. And only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric has been doing freaking fun music, awesome music for your library. You have been a music making machine. I would say your downstates are real uh, great for your music library. Yeah. You're really prolific in yeah. your downstates. Yep. So we honor the darkness. We thank it for what it, it helps us create. And what are you going to share? Uh, okay, so I've been doing a ton of film scoring, like orchestral stuff. Oh, and, uh, moody, moody love. So if you're making films or narratives that need some beautiful music, Puzzle Pictures Music Club is your spot. This song is called Time and Space. Use code Awesome with Eric for 20% off. Thank you. 